Hey, it's Gina Stevens. Welcome to Belois Radio, where we bring you digital marketing tips, expert interviews, and industry news for community media, community radio, and independent media. Visit our website at belwamedia.com. Welcome to Belwar Radio. My name is Gina Stevens, and joining me is Jason Daniels, Executive Director of Eastern Community Access Television in Eastern Massachusetts. Thank you for joining me, Jason. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. So before we started recording, we talked about what we wanted to discuss in this episode, and we talked about the challenges of repurposing content at your um, media center. Am I using the right term for what you guys uh, use there at your access television station? Uh, yes, yes. I, I mean, we had a long legacy at our organization of saying cable access, so we've tried to move into the realm of talking about community media, access television, and and I feel like that, that umbrella really suits what we're doing now. Okay, can you briefly explain to our listeners who are not familiar with, um, I use the term media center, um, and then, but I introduced you as Executive Director of Eastern Community Access Television. So can you briefly explain to people who are listening what that is exactly? What is Community Access Television? What is the Community Media Center? Okay. Well, we are a nonprofit organization located in Easton, Massachusetts, which is about halfway between Boston and Providence. It is a town of about 24,000 people with about 8,300 cable subscribers in town. And the reason that we even exist is that, at least in Massachusetts, when a cable, cable provider like Comcast and Verizon come to town, they sign a license with the town in order to use the, the rights of way to dig up the roads and lay cables on the poles. And if the town does a, a, a good job of negotiating with the cable companies, some of the money uh, will get recouped and help to fund a community entity that manages some of the channels. They'll usually get designated channels and uh, usually have some money to, to get started with capital um, and operating. So um, Easton Community Access Television has been around since uh, 2009. So um, we had a 10-year license uh, and now we're you know, at year eight. So that's a little bit about how Easton Community Access Television uh, is formed. We manage three cable channels, so a public, an education, and a government channel. Um, okay, so you guys are a paid channel. Correct. So you guys are a paid station. Okay. Yeah, all we right. do it all here. Okay. Um, and you're fairly new. Some of these um, access television uh, centers or community, community media centers are, you know, they're 30 some odd years old and you guys are, what, nine years old? From what Correct. I understand? From what I, okay. All right. Yeah. So can you explain what PEG means? Public uh, Education and Government, what the difference is between those Okay. Um, so, you know, for us and for many of the stations that are doing this, this work, 
with community media. Uh, the PEG model is that one of the outlets that we're using on the channel is for um, pu the public interaction, so a real forum for, for free speech, um, uh, working with residents and community groups um, to empower them to use the cable channels. Um, we see our role uh, with these individuals and organizations as a, as a content neutral facilitator. Um, so I don't make judgment on whether an idea is good or bad. Um, I just, we just try to help them help people to get it done. Um, and so we, on the, our public ch efforts, it's a combination of inviting the public in and doing uh, outreach uh, with groups and, and organizations and making our work known. Um, our government access is uh, municipal meeting coverage. Uh, this is a lot of the bread and butter of what we do. We cover about 20 municipal meetings a month in town. Uh, we broadcast a number of them live. We stream a number of them live. We uh, post and keep many of the videos on demand, uh, and we're starting to migrate some of our older meetings to the Internet Archive for uh, long-term storage. Our educational channel uh, revolves around the school systems and local area colleges. So we get programming uh, from the Easton Public Schools. Um, there's a regional vocational school, uh, and there's a college, Stonehill College, that's also in town. And that's what the education channel is, is for. Okay. So n thank you very much for um, explaining a little bit about community, community media and how that works. Uh, I think that's a great introduction to community media for those who are listening who don't quite understand what it is. So thank you. So we're going to move into discussing some of um, the challenges community media, particularly your, um, your station, your community media center is having with repurposing content. So we talked about that. And for those who are listening, repurposing content is basically taking the content you have created um, and then figuring out how to use it again um, in a meaningful, meaningful and purposeful way. Um, so if you have created uh, video, say you've taken your, um, you've, you've uh, recorded a city council meeting, uh, how are you going to repurpose that content in other ways? So uh, Jason, what are some of the challenges that you guys, first of all, let me, let me ask you, what are some of the things you've already done with repurposing content? So let me ask you that. Okay. Um, so one of the things that we've done with, uh, with repurposing content is to uh, take excerpts of programming and directly upload them to Facebook. Um, so we found that putting things on Facebook at this point in time uh, directly is, is more effective than putting a video on, on YouTube or, or using our own on-demand player and, and cross-posting it because the video plays right away. Um, so we've shared little snippets of, of sporting events, uh, community events, 
and uh, uh, school events. We've shied away a little bit from spotlighting individual members um, and government meetings. Um, and I, I can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but in terms of effectiveness, uh, one example would be um, we had uh, a music teacher in town uh, who'd been a music teacher for 42 years, and she was retiring. And we took an excerpt from her uh, recognition um, at, a, at a concert. Um, it got close to over 6,000 views and had 74 shares. Um, and as a baseline, we're usually, you know, in the low hundreds for for our for some for our videos. Um, so um, you know, this that particular piece of content just went um, was really successful um, in terms of the staff that made the decision to take that particular piece of content, repurpose it, uh, and put it out there in a in a meaningful way. Okay. Okay, so um, you said you shy away from spotlighting individuals and community events, and you said you'll come back around to that. So what is the reason you uh, are shying away from that particular content? Okay. Um, so with the, with the public, uh, you know, with working with the public, one thing that we're um, sensitive to would be, you know, as the access center, as the organization of being perceived as favoring one individual over another individual, uh, of a certain view over, over, uh, over another view. Um, so when we're working with the public and, and trying to help them um, promote their own work, you know, we'll do the back end of, of training um, and engaging with people about social media and about how to work and get their get their work out there. Um, the other area that we are really sensitive to uh, repurposing content is uh, government meetings, um, and that's an area that we really struggle with because, uh, as many of you know, uh, municipal meetings are are long. <laughs> they're uh, you know they're very valuable but people's time is valuable too. So uh, having a two-hour meeting and wanting to extract a, a little clip is something that would be great. Um, but at least in our community, we found that uh, that edu editorial decision um, has been met with some resistance sometimes in town. Again, people feeling like we might be taking sides on an, on an issue. Um, and so we certainly haven't given up on that area, but it's, it hasn't been as smooth as some of the other um, sort of aspects of, uh, you know, this idea of, of repurposing some of the video content for uh, social media. So um, at this point, you're not repurposing content at all with the um, city council meetings and things like that because they're because of the, um, from what I understand, the need to kind of pull excerpts because the meeting is too long. So you're not doing anything else with those meetings at this point as it relates to repurposing, if I understand correctly. 
Well, you know, we have a, g- a pretty good track record in town, um, and people are seeing this as a, you know, as a, as an important record of of town events. So we do have in- engaged citizens who will share the meetings, who will say, you know, go to 13 minutes in and hear what this selectman had to say about this. Um, so we we are getting people to repurpose it without us having to be caught in that uh, delicate position. Oh, okay. So what you're finding is you have enough engagement going on with your content to where you're repurposing, the repurposing of your content happens with, within your community, that your community members actually do your repurposing for you. Yes, yes. And, it, and okay. it's, not a, it's a small group, but it's a vocal group. And so a whole uh, another group of folk, people that may not watch the channel as much um, are, are really keyed into to the, to these meetings and, and what's happening with important decisions. Okay. Are you, does your center use uh, blogging or podcasting at all? We've done a little work with, with podcasting. Um, we've tried to take some of the we have a one of our smaller studio spaces is designed um, to be more of a more of an audio driven production suite uh, than our other studio which is uh, more of a traditional TV studio and we've done some interviews with uh, authors artists um, you know movers and and shakers in town um, and tried to post those up. Um, we don't quite have the the full on like podcast feed uh, yet, but we're 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 moving in that direction. Okay, so in the content there, what are you doing with how's that working with your repurposing? I imagine that the repurposing of that content is much easier um, to do, seeing as how it's not video. Um, mm it's probably easier to do with that. So how's that working with the repurposing of that content? Well, I think when it comes to our podcasting, um, our sense of repurposing is, 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 is taking what we've done uh, while we're doing the podcast and putting a couple of, of web cameras in the room and allowing what we've done uh, as the podcast to also be a program on the on the on the channel. Okay. So we're, we're trying to at least maximize uh, the outlets so it gets uh, online uh, through SoundCloud and then um, also is broadcast on the on the channel and the video is is online too. Have you had any? Um situations with your content as far as repurposing goes or even the development of content that's gone really, really wrong? Hmm. I think one area that might be a, uh, a technical issue that we encounter a little bit is we're you know, we love the idea of putting together like an end of the year best of video. Um, okay. <laughs> but what but we, what we had found was that uh, 
due to space issues uh, and file formats that it's hard for us to hold on to enough content in a high quality format to have that and have enough time to do it at the end of the year without burdening uh, the staff with hours and hours of transcoding and searching for files. Um, I know it's, just, it's kind of a – it's just one of those issues where we, you know, we feel like it would be a great way to repurpose content um, and engage people. Um, and we, but we just it's been, a, it's been a bit of a challenge to, uh, to do it in the timeliness that's, that's demanded of an end-of-the-year video. It's, nobody wants to see that on January you know, 25th. Um, okay. How large is your staff exactly? I'm sorry? How large is your staff exactly? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, well, we're, we're fortunate enough to have, uh, including myself, uh, three full-time and one part-time uh, person. And then we have uh, some, a number of uh, stringers that, that cover, that, you know, that we contract out to cover events uh, and government meetings, about a half a dozen. How many volunteers do you have? Uh, we have about you know, 25, you know, really, you know, hardcore volunteers. And then outside of that orbit, you know, we generally I don't have about 80, 85 folks that are, that are more or less engaged with us. Um, and then I think from there it broadens out into the sort of the, the viewership, the folks that are just kind of watching. Uh, on One here. of the things that I've learned working with uh, community media centers in the past five or six years or so is uh, one of the challenges is staffing. One of the resources that, that they lack uh, would be people. Um, so what I'm hearing is you have three full-time, one part-time, uh, about 25 hardcore volunteers, and then at least another 85 people who are on hand to help. That's a lot of people from what I'm used to hearing with community media centers, um, in communities um, about the same size as you, as uh, what is it Easton and mm -hmm. even even communities even larger than Easton. So I I'm very curious as to how that came about for you guys that you have that much staff and how I mean maybe staff isn't. Let's set aside how much staff you have. How did you guys get 25 volunteers? Volunteers, is, those are really hard to come by um, for a lot of the, the media centers. And so I'm wondering, you guys must have an amazing outreach campaign for getting volunteers. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'd say amazing. Um, but we, we try to be, we try to, you know, not let any, any, any opportunities fall through. Um, we we do work really hard with our schools and uh, and local colleges to have a have a fairly robust uh, internship program and co-op program. Um, we also um, we also really try to meet people where they're at um, and figure out and assess 
what their skill level and time commitment can be and, uh, and try to give them projects and tasks that meet their, um, you know, what they, what they can give. You know, and so we, we do have, you know, we do have volunteers that are, that are non-technical that help us with, you know, with outreach and event planning um, and, and PR. Um, you know, we also have, like I said, volunteers that, that are, are interested in producing uh, their own programs, and we have volunteers that are, that are just interested in helping other people produce programs. Um, and we try to, you know, we, we spend time trying to make those matches, um, trying to be the matchmaker sometimes, uh, and trying to, you know, like I said, trying to set the bar at a, at a place where, where we can get a lot out of of people, um, I just if I have a minute, I'll just give you an example. Um, we have yes. a couple. We have, we have a couple of students um, that are part of an emergent program at the high school in town that uh, you know have a lot of, uh, of support from the from the staff. They're in a special kind of like um, track for education. You know, they don't fit into necessarily your standard standard classrooms, and they have uh, you know. We got involved with them, um, you know, are part of their IEP programs, um, and we have them working on, like, on graphic design projects because that's where their passion is, um, you know, and we have the need for that. So there may be not all their projects are, are like, video editing per se, um, t not TV production per se, but we're providing them, like, you know, a fantastic opportunity to develop to develop workforce, uh, you know, skills and uh, a portfolio, and it's uh, you know it's working for us too because we're getting uh, getting content that that frankly our staff doesn't have have time to to, to produce. It gives a nice gloss to some of the work we're doing. Well, I will have to have you back to talk a little bit more about some of the projects you've had uh, your volunteers work on because I think that's one of the things that uh, the stations or the centers are having some difficulties with uh, is volunteers, resources, people. Mm -hmm. So that would be great to have you back. Uh, in the meantime, thank you very much. I want to thank you for taking your time to be here. It was really appreciated. Did you have anything extra, anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't had a chance to talk about um, already that you wanted to mention? Well, first of all, I, I really wanted to thank you for the opportunity to talk about community media. It's something I'm really passionate about. Um, I did want to mention to the wider audience that we also run some film festivals. Uh, as a way to engage with uh, a certain segment of the population that may not normally, you know, consider community media, um, you know, relevant to them. Um, so some of our film festivals are around time-based film festivals like a 48 hours or we have one that's uh, 100 seconds. So the films are 100 seconds or less. And so that's also been a part of what we're doing to uh to engage the the public through you know through through the arts and media what is your website 
tell people want to go take a look at your website, they can. Sure. Uh, it's eastoncat.org. So E-A-S-T-O-N-C-A-T dot O-R-G. Okay. Can you say that one more time so people can hear it the second time? <laughs> okay. Um, E-A-S-T-O-N-C-A-T dot org. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Again, you have been listening to Belwar Radio. My name is Gina Stevens. Joining me was Jason Daniels, Executive Director of Easton Community Access Television in Easton, Massachusetts. Thanks for joining me. You guys have a great afternoon.